0: Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This is the 100th episode. We made it to the triple digits, and that's usually where podcasts go to die, unless you're certain people that I love and respect, of course. But here I am, wonderful. I mean, the, the, the year anniversary is, is up, so to put it in perspective, I've been doing about a, a podcast every four to five days, which is every week, so yep, I keep hatching them. So I'm in the mix, you know, and I'm in the game. So let it be a regular part of your experience. Why not? And as a way of saying thank you for not giving me any money, I will keep going even more. Because I believe that in this medium and in this day and age, it's not the monetary return when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here to provide you with what I think is the most important subjectivity to be digested and instilled into your conscious brain. I'm not particularly interested in having every follower I I see or every listen I get give me 25 cents. If that were the case, I would have wound out with about $600. But I think just uh, the value of this is so incredibly subjective and I just want to render it to you in all its subjectivity, in whatever relationship you have to me. I'm just glad you're here. So without further ado, I'm going to make this episode especially special by introducing to you again my friend Ezra. And I'd like to definitely showcase work done by intellectuals and people who don't have a a specific uh, publishing platform or credential or a space in academia to render some authority to my friend who is um, exceptionally well-spoken. And I'm going to recite his paper Extinction Burst, Hypergamous Instinct, and Inevitable Conflict. And this is intensely pervasive and a cultural analysis and critique. And it should be read by just about everyone. In a sense, I believe this paper should be published and disseminated across many platforms and academic spaces. So without further introduction, I'm going to begin. This is my attempt to clearly explain the psychological phenomena of extension burst behavior and the hypergamous instinct in a way that is readily understandable and observable from experiential observation, as well how its interpretation within the certain global environment of socialization and economy combined with other deeply rooted psychological interactions is going to lead us to inevitable large-scale conflict in the near future regardless of any social or political maneuvering. Conflict is unavoidable. The best we can hope to do is act swiftly to pick the most favorable battle conditions to minimize the loss of life sustained by American people. Introduction, extension burst behavior psychology. Any individual of sufficient life experience has probably noticed the following. If not, pause to reflect if the following statements coincide with normal human behavior you have personally witnessed on your path through life. Upon the termination of a romantic relationship, There is a tendency in men to enter into a phase of aggressively pursuing personal growth in response to a breakup. Upon termination of a romantic relationship, there is a tendency in women to enter a phase of promiscuity in response to a breakup. Both of these behaviors are the result of a psychological impulse tied to our ancient roots predating what we would consider normal society, loosely termed extinction burst behavior. In pre-modern times, men and women had a complementary symbiotic relationship. In this relationship, the primary value of the ancient man is the species as a whole is to act as the provider and provisioner for the ancient woman. The primary value of the ancient woman is to carry a child to term, or her sexuality. These children, in a traditional familial sense, then become the support systems for the elderly adults, allowing more time for the elders to pass on and... The process of additional information, thus pushing the whole species on an upward trend of survival and cultural and intellectual development. It is difficult to put subconscious, deeply primal thought into words, but I will attempt to do my best. When man is turned down, the primal impulse is something like this. The female has not found my ability to provision convincing enough to allow for my selection as a viable mate. Therefore, I must provide more in order to reproduce. When a woman is turned down, the primal impulse is something like this. The male most adept at provisioning did not find me sufficiently reproductively attractive to allow my selection as a viable mate. I must find males that do while I still have a window of health to do so. The main thing to note is that this is observable behavior, and it is deeply rooted in our ancient ancestry which has been with us much longer than the conventions of the modern era. I want to also note, we are not talking all men or all women, we are simply speaking about ancient impulses. These impulses can be consciously overcome, but only if one is conscious of the impulses or... or originating within oneself, and even when it it can be quite difficult. Keep these basic observable primal impulses in mind as we continue our explanation. New heading, the hypergamous instinct psychology. The second primal instinct we have to make ourselves aware of in order to fully understand the true scope of the conflict headed our way is what is known as the hypergamous instinct. That is, the instinct in women to select a mate based on their ability to provision. The reason for this is simple. A pre-modern era, when a female woman gets pregnant, there is a significant amount of time where she will be unable to effectively provide for herself and the child in the wilderness environment, later trimesters and after birth until child reaches the age where they are self-ambulatory. This is why she must, in pre-modern times, invest her time and attention in a mate with the ability not to only produce but to be able to produce in excesses. Keep this instinct in females to select for provisioning in mind as we continue our explanation. Collapse of viable mating stratagems in the post-digital age and the manipulation of the hypergamous instinct by global rulers and the elite. This is section 1. Now that we have entered an age of digital economy and social media, traditional mating stratagems have completely collapsed. No longer is provisioning a function of one's ability to acquire food, shelter, or safety, but instead provisioning is accomplished through the totem of money. In the eyes of the average modern man or woman, the route to provisioning is no longer direct, but instead guarded by the accrual of money. If money is digital and tangible and infinite, or a fiat in every sense of the word, Only those born into a position of economic control can benefit from such a monetary system. At this point, near-complete reproductive control is effectively maintained by a small number of world elite, which is the true purpose of the monetary system. Here is how. Due to the nature of the hypergamous instinct in women, it is instinctual to seek a mate who is viewed as a superior provider. The way this is measured in the primal subconscious is by comparing the amount A potential male mate produces compared to the production of capability of the female selecting in the pre-modern era of ancient humanity, this strategy is quite sound as it translated directly to food, shelter, and production, but not anymore. Now that provisioning is represented on the totem of money, only men who make more of the money that the women are generally considered as potential mates on the instinctual level enter the digital economy and social media. Due to websites like OnlyFans, Instagram, Twitch TV, and many more, it has never been easier for a woman to simply monetize being a woman, at least during her peak attraction years, through the digital marketplace. At face value, many would consider this to be a non-issue. They might make it a moral judgment, but generally not have much reaction beyond that. This is a serious mistake, because it is the key component in the sexual enslavement of women, the physical enslavement of men, and instrument- instrumental in driving us toward the coming violent conflict. Remember, that digital money regardless of its type, dollar, rupee, or bitcoin, all shares the feature of being intangible and in- infinite. By utilizing this feature in the digital realm, the global elite have effectively tricked women into press-ganging themselves en masse into sexual slavery under the illusion of empowerment. There are now bots or programs designed to do specific program tasks that connect to sites like OnlyFans, Instagram, Twitch TV, and randomly distribute random deposits of money to random women. These bots are linked to what seem to be accounts of near-infinite wealth in the form of accepted digital currency. Effectively, the average modern woman between the digital marketplace, government programs, and other forms of artificial rewards begin to make three to four times the amount of money as the average man by the time she reaches her peak sexuality, generally a mid to late 20s. Regardless of her career or life choices, this makes the average man effectively invisible to her on an instinctual level in terms of his potential as a desirable companion. Making the only men who are instinctively desirable the ones who have more money than her, which is generally the elite and their direct conspirators who have created this system to predate upon her. If travel or communication were restricted, the effect of this phenomenon would be somewhat kept in check. In the current global environment, it is instead amplified. Through this manipulation of the hypergamous instinct, social media, digital surveillance via metadata, global travel, and global communications, near total hegemonic control of the population at least in any country where the internet exists and travel is readily available, has now been achieved by the elite. Estimates by the social scientists and psychologists have heavily involved in the tracking of these behaviors, and trends currently report that approximately 9-11% 9-11% to 11% of the global population of males maintain near-exclusive sexual access to about 70-80% to 80% of the global population of females who are within their reproductive peak. I would like to note that all psychological work regarding sexual and reproductive psychology of human beings and its interaction with the technologies of the 21st century remains the most censored literature that I know to exist, far beyond any other scientific or political discourse. The sad irony of all this is that the hypergamous instinct is an instinct to select for long-term provisioning and safety. However, due to the conventions described above, the men-women are selecting on an instinctive level are in actuality the ones who care the least for their long-term provisioning and safety. This global elite have effectively reduced the majority global female population to temporarily, temporary playmates to be used and or abused for nothing more than their personal pleasure. This trend of use-abuse-leave by the so-called elites leaves many women women's ability to pair bonds seriously, if not irreparably damaged later in life, when they are no longer desired by the elite. This cripples the ability of men and women in the world over to create stable familial groups in which to raise children. This is an insidious, futuristic version of the feudal practice of Prima Nocta, being performed at an astonishing scale by an elite class of human super-predators, the families of which hold near total hegemonic control over our institutions of finance, communication, and learning. An example of this is Jared Leto, which has an island of approximately 200 wives, and for each wife Jared Leto has beyond the first, there is a tradesman, a soldier, peace officer, farmer, and so forth, that has effectively lost an opportunity for companionship, family, and sexual reproduction ask yourself what does jared Leto, a hollywood actor produce with his actual physical energy in terms of maintaining developing defending nation that merits such an impact on the reproductive abilities of the populace as a whole he is effectively a shepherd for the female chattel of the elite this is the ultimate function of large-scale social celebrity their reward For this ultimate betrayal of their fellow human is to live in the shadows of their masters and experience a measure of the sexual access and wealth that they do. High-power celebrities are chosen, not self-created. The basic tenets to become an extremely proficient actor are actually not too difficult to understand, and can be learned and even mastered in less than a day with proper instruction. Feminism, the division of the sexes, enslavement of masculine labor. Heading 2 Next, let us observe how the manipulation of the hypergamous instinct in women in the modern era has affected the behavior of men. One of our deepest instincts as men on the, on the mean of masculine behavior is to provide, protect, for pair-bonding mates. There is a slew of propaganda coming out of the feminist academic circles that suggests that in actuality it is predation. But the peer-reviewed psychological and anthropological studies that demonstrate this is untrue and are numerous and irrefutable. The reason for the feminist assertion, however, is not baseless in ignorance. Because of the systems and manipulations outlined in Section 1, the majority of women in the late 20th century and now the 21st century experience only sexual predation or coercion into sexual relations and pair bonding, either through assault or manipulation by men who have no actual interest in providing or provisioning for any sort. The elite class, until after their sexual attraction peak, Because of this extended predation by the elite, the sexual predator becomes the archetype for all men in the woman's mind, and this false assumption is the backbone of feminist academia. What they fail to realize is that they have only experienced a small subset of men, likely the worst subset, the elite, because the men who would actually be suitable provisioners are romantically invisible during peak attraction years to women because of the manipulation of the hypergamous instinct through the totem of money. Meanwhile, men outside of elite spheres, or the vast majority, as they move through life and develop as young men very quickly realize that the companionship they instinctively seek seems more readily available to the men with an increasingly markedly amount of money. The man's objective then becomes the pursuit of money in order to secure companionship and a family. However, Regardless of career path, there is a slim chance of achieving any sort of permanent romantic success with any woman until she is well beyond her reproductive peak, both physically and psychologically due to the variety of factors explored earlier. In fact, the very pursuit of money as an object of value works against a man's desire for a family and drives him into a career and jobs which in fact empower the very system that keep him from companionship. Most men end up leading lives of quiet desperation. This has several noticeable harmful effects to the global society as a whole. Each time a man is denied companionship he undergoes a bout of instinctual extinction burst behavior. However, since the ability to obtain sufficient status to attract a desirable and stable female companion through the accrual of money is ultimately illusory, this leads to massive needless and near mindless consumption of resources in a generally futile effort to improve their status through industrialization and innovation. It is this phenomenon that drives much of the environmental devastation we see happening today in the world. The mindset of men in a constant state of extinction-burst behavior prevents actual meaningful innovation or real engagement in global problems. Logical and rational faculties constantly have to be contending with a growing instinctual biochemically-driven desperation. It increases the instances of predation, especially physical rape, in general because of the overall starvation for female affection experienced by the average man. Increased rate of irritability, anger, mood swings, depression, and suicide caused by self-same starvation for affection as a result of being under near-constant influence of the extinction burst behavior. Increase in warlike behavior and intergroup violence. Very few men and women escape this brutal cycle. Escape from the cycle is always a factor of luck and little else. These systems are just beginning to take root in America and the European countries, but in countries like China and Russia, this process is decades advanced the resulting culture that currently exists within these countries beyond the veil of propaganda that surrounds them can only be viewed as alien and horrifying antithetical in every way to human happiness and flourishing in the concepts of freedom that we have, we so treasure section 3 the children of the elite and genetic drift next let us speak on the elite and their families and how their ge- hegemonic control affects the development of their s- children it is a deeply rooted instinct of every parent to produce to protect their children from harm as best they can through instruction and discipline. However, among the elite, this instinct has taken a terrifying turn. Do not take their power they are now capable of as not just protecting their children from harm in any general sense, but also protecting them from disciplinary measures that would normally be instituted by the tribe as a whole. This insultation from consequence as a whole from a young age has reached such an extreme level that these children of the elite often and frequently engage in what an average person would consider deviant and sociopathic behavior because they have been insulated from any of all consequences of these behaviors from a very young age by the status of their family. This phenomenon combined with the maximization of social control, freedom of movement and surveillance... Power enables an extreme level of global predation on the rest of the human populace effectively regardless of the crimes they commit on on an individual level like rape murder and torture they remain totally immune to all persecution correction or discipline by the rest of the human tribe An example is it is completely within the power of the children of the elite to rape a woman in Perth get on a private jet to France Murder an escort in the hotel in Paris. Get on a private jet to San Francisco and torture a child after arranging a date with a child's single mother and murdering her in a cabin in Marin County. All flights, travel plans, living arrangements, and target locations can similarly be arranged into a tight and seamless schedule via the internet and the digital exchange of currency. Not only that they have a veritable unlimited supply of victims and constant contact with them globally connected through social media, And eager to meet them because of the opportunity they seem to provide to their status. I want to point out that it's not that these children of the elite are driven to do evil for evil's sake. But that they have no conception of evil. The murder of a man or rape of a woman is no different from squeezing an orange juice or preparing a steak on an ethical level to a person raised in the unethical vacuum devoid of discipline or correction by the tribe. It is said in many psychological circles that morality is a result of pragmatism. However, if there is no pragmatic reason to be moral, where does that leave the individual? Additionally, because of the human being's innate primal desire to seek status for purposes of attracting companionship among their own elite circles, Children of the elite engage in increasingly extreme and hedonistic behaviors. This process is amplified over the generations until we as a global society reach a point where our global government, economies, systems of war, including extinction-level weaponry, and communication networks are in the hands of people who, while physically adult, have the moral and ethical reasoning of toddlers. I would contend we have already reached this point. This may sound like science fiction or too horrifying to be true, but it is simply an amplified form of the same environmental factors that lead to the horrifying excess in Caligula, or in the more recent feudal era of Louis XIV or Mary Antoinette, or infamously known as Bloody Mary. Lastly, if there is any facet of this behavior that is genetically driven, it is important to note that in our current global system, the children of the elite are being exponentially more reproductively successful on an individual level than the average person. In other words, this would mean more children are being born with a genetic tendency towards general sociopathy and a concern with personal flourishing than children being born with empathy and a concern for a general human welfare and flourishing. Amplified out over multiple generations, nothing changes. This sort of genetic drift could very easily lead to an extinction-level phenomena or event. I would contend that we are on the very principle. Of such an event. Section 4 Masculine Awakening, Economic Collapse, and Conflict. While these concepts may seem foreign or new to men over the age of 35 who experienced early development before the age of social media. And the instant global transfer of digital currency they are anything but foreign to to men who have grown up in the current culture for which these concepts are accurately portrayed this essay is drawn from various digital conversation spaces that exist despite the draconian censorship methods to prevent these accurate portrayals of the means of systemic abuse by the elite simply put The human population has grown too large and is passing information too quickly. Moreover, vast swaths of men are realizing that the game, the ways they have been encouraged to seek companionship by the current social paradigm, is rigged, and are simply dropping out. This factor of masculine awakening and non-participation in the global system of control, more than anything else, is what is driving the current economic collapse. All other media portrayals, to the contrary, are simply subversive material designed to prevent the general populace from realizing the true reason. Non-participation from moderns suggests economic roles by adult working males. This would lead to the question, why aren't they participating? Which would lead them to the concepts outlined within this essay and the true malevolence of our current global master. This awakening is also what is driving our current global conflict, especially the aggression of Russia and China. In the communist countries, these systems are far advanced compared to the Western counterparts. Anyone who has been keeping an eye on the conflict in Kiev knows that rape camps have been a growing feature of the Russian invasion. The reason for this is obvious to anyone familiar with the concepts presented. This invasion, for all intents and purposes is a cultural jailbreak by a large and growing subclass of Russian males who have finally realized the true hopelessness of their situation where these systems are far advanced. Also, if we remember Leto Island, there is likely very few Russian women actually in Russia. If they are present, they are likely sequestered away in secret prisons or camps. More likely, a large majority have been, over the generations, effectively pimped out by the Russian state to various economic, political, and criminal interests, or kept in private facilities in international waters. The situation with China is even worse. Due to the one-child policy of Mao's China, the resulting gender imbalance is extreme. Less reports I have seen regarding this matter places the male-to-female ratio in China at approximately 7 to 1, which is actually down from the estimated ratio of 12 to 1 in the 90s. In other words, there are currently 800,000 militarized Chinese males on the borders of the western coast and more arriving every day. These militarized males are undergoing late-stage extinction burst behavior and the Chinese government has zero ability to alleviate this problem. If these males go to war in the west, it is effectively a win-win situation for the Chinese government and its ruling elite. This slaughter of Chinese citizens on foreign soil means little to the Chinese government and, if anything, could be considered a desirable outcome regardless of any actual success of acquiring more territory. If the American fighting forces do not awaken to the true danger of the situation, the men of America face wholesale slaughter, and the American woman not yet sequestered away by the elite class face a level of wholesale rape and abuse at a scale and level more extreme than any other in recorded human history. It is time to become more widely aware of these underlying primal functions, collector faculties, mental, physical, emotional, and social. In our operational reality, the observable factors around us and within our reach, and adopt a war footing both on a national and state scale and in our local counties. Any qualm over being perceived aggressors need to be set aside. The directed, conscious aggression against us is already well underway. Forceful and purposeful destruction of the systems arrayed against us, through the elimination or destruction of known bad actors or the elite and their conspirators, is necessary for the greater survival of the human race. And to cap this off, and and not in uh, short, written in shorthand here is that the man ezra who wrote this remarkable piece i must add though, congrats on on such a good piece of work i would take strides towards publishing this in in many other ways and i'm going to promote this of course to the capacity that i can which is also controlled and reviewed so i don't know by who the great wizard of oz i suppose but at any rate to get this out there into the general psyche is good he did undergo since he is rather, rather gregarious and gets around and doesn't own a vehicle necessarily, that there are groups that have taken him in and have, in in a sense, have been a concentration camp designed to destroy his mind. Now what happened? He was fed and poisoned this this diet. And upon leaving, he started experiencing these dementia tremors and started to find out that in Santa Cruz, the area in which he was residing, that there was droves of men on the street that were essentially mentally Fractured and was done so for the reason of that there there is a plot in a in a covert concentration camps uh, going on that are designed to render men of fighting age that are able to ward off this aggressive um, elite style form of invasion so that uh, men of fighting age are unable to fight back because their minds have just been broken down to the point where they're complicit and they're not able to actually engage in this severe occurrence that is going to require some sort of response tactical response from from men typically between the age of 20 and 40 so, to have an extreme population of people that are desperate for you know controlling you know, the sexual access, and men that are starved for this, they're going to be uh, pushed to the response of aggression, because there needs to be some stand-up to this system, and when this system pushes, there's going to be a push back, and then they can murder off more of these men, they can just collect more of the women that they're willing to corral, and they're of course going to use men of the communist persuasion uh, coming through borders in order to infiltrate and push for more territory within that political boundary and so with that to to use the people that they are using and abusing to murder off the men that they're seeking to offend in order to acquire and of course this will probably work in other ways as well so in a sense there is a real account on what my friend went through in order to render him unable to deal with the threat that is at hand so he went into this state of mind where he was essentially tripping for like two days and he said it's a miracle that his mind wasn't shattered and that with prior training you know he was able to keep himself together enough but it's not going to be necessarily the case because it's chemical psychological warfare that's being perpetrated on men of military age essentially and this is a very convincing idea and this and this has spurred me into not only uh being taken in by anyone if i ever go anywhere but also owning firearms and to make sure that I'm keeping myself safe and to also ask questions about people who show up to group events that I feel like would not keep females safe because there is this predation going on sociopathic behavior and for me I'm a target to stand up for this kind of stuff because I'm 30 I am in my prime physically I'm mentally acute I'm physically strong I'm fast and my senses are on and as far as I'm concerned I am I have no trust for humanity um, and the mechanism Mechanisms in which this is going to get pushed are going to be increasingly subtle and we've seen the manipulation um, from from the uh, points laid out earlier that psychologically people are being uh, driven and polarized into a reaches of of hopelessness and the destruction of human relationships and so i say get close to spirit learn that things are arranged for you and to chase these abstractions are going to divide humanity and create a space of control on the most primal levels to survive those are going to be switched on and and human non-cooperation and murder is going to resume well i hope that we can choose a path that maximizes human relationship and love and cooperation. And that's all I got to say for this one. And if you want more on on this kind of information, you can check out episode 88, where I speak with Ezra personally. That's my obviously my most famous episode. I'll see you next time.